Welcome to episode 17 of Sit Up and Shut Up, the show that reveals life-changing strategies that have helped the world's most successful people achieve greatness and also gives you insights into how you can become a better entrepreneur or freelancer. I am Joshua Wisdom and today I'll be sharing with you a very important topic that I believe should benefit all founders and entrepreneurs and that is three powerful ways to validate your startup idea. In the popular book, The Lean Startup, Eric Ries shares a story about how he, ma- how he made a huge mistake of building what no one wanted. And if you think of it, that is actually the big mistake many people do nowadays. We tend to build what no one wanted. Well, Eric Ries, a very successful entrepreneur, also faced the same challenge. In 2004, Eric was the CTO, that's the chief technology of Chief Technology Officer of a startup called IMVU. The goal of IMVU then was to create a social platform for the gaming generation, and their product was aimed at allowing users to build 3D avatars and interact with friends using their existing instant messaging networks. That then I think it was AOL and MSN. That's you know yeah. Do, do, I think this was the two that you know were in existence at that period. So Eric and his partners had complete confidence in what they were building because you know they assumed it was going to be super great and as a result they invested crazy amounts of time and effort and money to bring the idea to life after six months they had developed lots of features and had integrated all messaging services at the time all messaging services that existed at that time on the launch day they expected so many people to download the product but guess what the exact opposite happened. The big shocker was that practically no one downloaded it. That can be very depressing because you've spent six months of your time building a perfect product and eventually no one gets to download it. So after interviewing a couple of test users, they realized that the users did not actually want to use IMVU with the existing messaging platforms. They wanted IMVU as a new app to then use to make new friends. You know, just like a new social media platform entirely then with the features of IMVU. So after they realized this, they got back to the drawing board and built IMVU. Thank God they still had some money left. Later on, growth kicked in and they were able to scale up to millions of dollars in monthly revenue. Yes, we all agree, they eventually succeeded. But did they really have to waste six months for them to realize what their customers actually wanted. No, it wasn't necessary. Eric and his partners could have created a small version of the product, integrated it with only one messaging platform, and then learn about what their customer really want, what their customers really wanted. But instead, they chose to rely on past experience and assumptions rather than actually spending significant time and effort into actually validating is startup idea. So, to prevent you from facing death, I've decided to bring to you three powerful ways to validate your startup idea. The first is the video MVP. In case you don't know what an MVP is, it simply refers to minimum viable product. 
an MVP or a minimum variable product is a product created with a small amount of time, effort, and resources with the main aim of getting user feedback as quickly as possible. Then, you know, you use that feedback to then iterate and improve the product. So back to the video MVP, it simply requires you to make a video describing exactly what the product does and how it achieves its goal. Drew Erston, the founder of Dropbox, made a video of exactly what Dropbox wanted to achieve, that is file syncing and sharing across your devices. And he posted it in various social communities online, including Arca News and Gig. And I kicked you nerds. Overnight, the sign-up rate increased from 5,000 to 75,000. That's a massive amount of increase. And the crazy part of the whole thing is that the video was fake. Well, not technically fake, but the fact remains that as at that time, when the video was created, the product had not been built yet. But surely getting 75,000 people to sign up for your product is definitely a good proof that the idea is worth working on. So as expected, the confidence to build Dropbox kicked in. I mean, that's really expected. I mean, you have 75,000 people interested in your product. It's just reasonable to, you know, build the product because you've got more than enough validation and you've seen that it's a problem worth solving. So before putting in thousands of hours to get your functional product built, try making a good video and share it with your target audience and learn from their reactions. Don't ask questions don't do interviews don't do you know these popular surveys don't do any of those rather observe you share this video with them you learn from their reactions and then you observe then from your observations you can then validate your startup idea from that if it's positive you know what to do and if it's negative i really hope you know what to do but that is you either pirate as early as you can or you don't but they're working on their idea, just find something else to do. Another powerful way to actually validate your startup idea is to use the second method, and that is the concierge MVP. Basically, the concierge MVP requires you to manually help your users accomplish their goals as a means of validating whether or not they actually need what you're building. It's like selling a manual service to see if a fully automated and functional product would work. In this case, building the actual product is totally unnecessary. Setting up a cheaper and manual option is the perfect thing to do. Zappos, the billion-dollar online shoe selling company, was built using this approach. Quite shocking, but yeah, that was actually the strategy the founder, Nick Swimon, used in 1999 to build Zappos. So in 1999, uh, the, it, there was a time when Nick Swimon was you know, trying to get a shoe at his local store, but he couldn't uh, get it. And being a software engineer, this gave him an idea for you know, selling shoes online. But he didn't want to buy a, you know, a big or a large inventory of shoes because doing that would have been extremely expensive. And the bad side is that you would have to know which ones are in high demand and which ones aren't. And you know, you can't, you can't always determine how the market will react. And the other thing is you'd have to get rid of the ones nobody wants. So that's lots of money wasted. And if you look at the risk, so 
looking at the risks involved, I don't think it's something anyone would have done. Well, some founders will still go ahead with it. But looking at the risks involved, Nick decided to take a different approach. And that was why he built it using that concierge method. So how did they apply this thing to Zappers? Well, you would, I mean, basically go to various local stores, take pictures and post them on this on a simple website you created. So when someone orders the shoe from the website, you would then go back to the store it took the picture from to buy the shoe, then send it to the customer. Of course, the model wasn't scalable, but it was the perfect way to test demand without pouring lots of cash. And when he couldn't keep up with high demands, when lots of people were kept ordering and you know, you had to still go through the manual process of actually going to the shop, then send and buying the shoe from the shop owner, then sending it to the person interested, I mean, the person that ordered, then, you know, when he couldn't keep up with that, he then did what any smart entrepreneur would have done, which was to start his company. And that company happens to be Zappos.com which today is a very successful company and was acquired in 2009 by Amazon for $1.2 billion. That's quite a lot of money for a startup that was built using the concierge MVP. So the, the entire you know, idea of the concierge MVP is to do things that don't scale, right? It basically requires you to replace hours and dollars that would be spent on automation and perfection with manual work rather than spending hours and thousands of dollars and perfecting a product that may not eventually become successful or that may not you know attract any audience or that people may not be interested in it's best to just replace it with manual work and see how that grows of course as you grow you have more time you know to more time and resources to automate things or else the entire purpose will be defeated you choose then the concierge mvp to actually test your market and not to rely on that so that's that for the concierge mvp the third way which is actually one of the most powerful ways to validate your startup idea is to use the smokescreen mvp it's about you creating an illusion that you have a great product without actually having any finished product. It's basically, you know, more like, it's not a scam. It's not, you know, it, because I know some people may see it as, you know, trying to rip people off their money. No, it simply requires you to market your product and actually get customers to pay, that is to pre-order your product before you have a finished product. And if you look at what Dropbox did, you could do something of such, you know, you could just create a very good video, share it with your potential customers and get them to actually pre-order your product. Because if this happens, then trust me, your idea is val validated. Because if people could actually pay for something, you know, people love to put their money where their mouth is. So if people could actually pull out their cards and pay for your product, then it's something they're really interested in getting. And that alone has validated your idea. But if no one in 10 or 20 people actually pull out their credit or debit cards to sign up for your product, then you might have to go back to your dream world, unfortunately. Because the thing is this, people will always tell you it's a great idea. But the question is, will they actually pay for it after you spent thousands of hours and dollars in getting it done? Well, the chances are very rare. So you could actually achieve this using a platform like Kickstarter. Kickstarter is a funding platform for creative projects. Exploding Kittens, a card game, raised more than $8 million. I don't want to shout. 
Yes, they raised more than $8 million from, two, from more than 219,000 people with a simple video and description of their card game before they actually got to build the game. They raised more than $8 million from Kickstarter before they actually built anything. That's the power of smoke screen, of a smoke screen MVP. So basically, all they did was they created a simple video, like Elia said, and added the description to it and posted it on Kickstarter. And they got that large amount of money and people that actually funded them. That's a whole lot. I mean, for 219,000 people to show interests and actually pay $8 million and actually donate rather $8 million, that's definitely more than enough money for them to achieve their goal. And that's more than enough validation for them to build. So, you know, they didn't have to go through surveys and questionnaires like most people do nowadays. You know, um, please fill in this for, um, fill in that for, um, you know, let me know your opinions on this. No, they didn't have to do any of that. All they did was to post that, what they were doing on Kickstarter. They made a video of it and posted it on Kickstarter and actually got people interested in the whole idea and, you know, they got funding. So, you may be thinking, oh, but this startup idea I have is very great. It's a very good one. A lot of people will love it. Well, calm down. Why? Because except if you are the only one that is going to use your product, then it's probably not a great. Like I'm being very honest with you right now. So rather than relying on your guts or relying on your friends who would convince you that it's a great idea, but will never use it when it is released, use any of these three MVP methods I just mentioned to validate your startup idea. The first one is the video MVP. The second one, or let me explain it for you. The first one is the video MVP, which requires you to create a video and share it with your potential customers and observe their reactions. And the second one is the concierge MVP, which requires you to offer a manual option of the product to see whether people would actually be interested in an automated one. And the third one is the smokescreen MVP, which requires you to create maybe a video or a landing page or whatever and share it with your potential customers and see whether they would actually pay for such product, especially if you're building a paid product. That's the best way to measure whether you'd actually get your customers. So rather than relying on your guts or your assumptions like Eric did when he was building IMVU, use any of these three methods to validate your startup idea. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe if you're using Apple Podcast, follow Spotify, and don't forget to tune in again tomorrow for episode 18. Thanks once again. Have a blessed day. Thank you.